0: Welcome to From the Den Podcast, providing Bears and NFL fans alike with compelling news, discussion, and debate. I'm your co-host, Benjamin, joined alongside my dear friend and co-host, Oric. Hey, Benjamin, let's get right into
1: it. As always, kickoff starts now.
0: Welcome to From the Den Podcast. We are back at it, coming with you coming at you with like monthly episodes now, hopefully. Wow, 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 wow. If that wasn't the best week of playoff football ever, right, Oren? That was pretty incredible. I
1: must say myself.
0: I mean, I just... You know, I knew it from the start. I'm going to be honest. I, I've been saying it. I knew it had the potential. I was I was telling the chats. I was telling everyone. Um, every single game, I don't even know who I'm going to pick on any game because... Um, like, everyone seemed like a toss-up every single game. I knew it had all the potential. I have to be honest with you. Um, Oren's got his camera off on the Zoom right now. It's throwing me off just, like, a tad bit. Um, but that's okay. I'll, I'll work through it. I'll get used to it. <laughs> all right. So, uh, we can go through these games because, wow, these are these, are, these are some fun games.
1: Yeah. I think that Bengals-Titans is... Obviously, these games were all very interesting. But I... The Bengals and Titans game was not as like every other game. It felt like most of the other teams. I didn't. You're feel saying that it was more standard.
0: Titans. It was more of a standard game than the rest of them, like less ridiculous. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. And also, neither the Bengals nor the Titans looked like good football teams and like great football teams in that game.
0: I know what you mean. They did both look nervous. Um, Joe Burrow and Ryan Tannehill had a combined – oh, Joe Burrow only had one pick, but they had a combined four picks. Ryan Tannehill, honestly, the whole year. This is what I was saying to Oren also. Like, what are the Tennessee Titans? It's just crazy to me that, um, you know, they had Derrick Henry. They are obviously going insane with him. Then he gets injured like week six, week seven, and they clinched the AFC. That does not get talked about enough. No one talks about the yeah. Tennessee Titans without Derrick Henry. And I know that you say don't pay running backs, whatever – Like, what was their identity? They literally had nothing, and yet somehow they stumbled their way into the number one seed in the AFC. Like, it's not like Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill wasn't even a pro bowler. He definitely regressed from last season. Um, You know, they they had injury struggles, and they had a mediocre defense at best. It just (laughs) doesn't make sense to me. I mean, they were an unspectacular team. I'll put it that way. Um, I'm glad the Bengals won. It's It's so fun.
1: Yeah, it kind of just goes to show how great of a coach Mike Vrabel is, that he's able to take a team that, like, doesn't seem so talented on paper without Derek Henry. They really have no identity. Their defense isn't necessarily so strong, but a head coach is a lot more than just being able to like an offensive head coach. It's not all about how well your offense does. It's how well you're able to motivate your players, how well you're able to bring them together, how well you are able to put personnel in all these different things that add up to a lot of wins and losses. And clearly Mike Vrabel is able to figure that out. And while his defense in the past three or four years has never been unbelievable, being a defensive head coach, it doesn't matter. He's been so successful at being able to bring his team together as a whole that it adds up to it.
0: Yeah, I it mean, up- all, all respect for Mike Vrabel, great coach. Also, Zach Taylor, good for you. Um, I'm trying to put my finger on how to say this. I'm not sure exactly, but basically like I was thinking about these games and I was thinking um, – if I told you that each of these playoff games were going to be one possession games, you could probably, and if you imagine, like, the most likely scenario for, like, what would have to happen in the games and, like, what would be some key aspects of those games, like, if I'm telling you it's going to be a one possession game, a super, a super exciting game, if I told you every game was going to be one possession, super exciting, um... I feel like you could probably get a good sense of what the games were like. You know, I could just do a quick overview of the games right now. Like Bengals Titans was just like a good regular season game. You know what I'm saying? Like some picks, some whatever. Yeah. 49ers Packers, if I told you the 49ers won, you would probably be like, you know, what would you say, Oren, if, if 49ers won? Like what, what would be their path to success before the game?
1: Running the ball down the Packers throat, exploiting them, making sure that Rodgers doesn't have the ball for a lot of time. Things of that sort and being able to use play action to be able to throw the
0: ball. Right. And then most something that you didn't say, I was hoping you would. Special teams had been issued for the Packers the entire year. And I mean, I didn't think you would come back to bite them this hard, but oh my God. It was at the end of the day, I mean, understandably the blame goes on Rodgers for the loss in the most part, because he is an yeah. MVP quarterback who did who throw like who threw like fifty yards in the second half and um You know, didn't throw a touchdown the entire game. But with that said, it is the Packers special teams that blew this game. They allowed a blocked field goal at the start. And then really the real play was that blocked punt that got returned for a touchdown. The Packers defense was playing great. And I think the Packers, I mean, the Packers just do win that game without those two plays, without one of those plays.
1: Yeah, um, I think what's interesting is that the 40, I'm excited for 49ers Rams, but the 49ers didn't win that game. The Packers lost that game. You know what I'm saying. It's like that Russell Westbrook thing where he's like, what? What are you saying? But,
0: you know. it. But, no, I think the credit. I No, I disagree. I think. I understand what you're saying a little bit, but I still think credit where credit is due. I mean, the 49ers defense just showed up to play. They came to play and they really did just shut down uh, Aaron Rodgers. So I think credit, a lot of the credit should go to the 49ers and their defense, especially.
1: You're right. But even if you look back at the game, it's not like Rodgers was perfect like he usually is. He missed receivers. He mm-hmm. had bad throws. He threw it to the wrong receiver. He really wasn't there. And we'll get I'm assuming we're gonna end up talking about Rogers soon, but
0: I Right. And then it begs the question like does that rest, does that prolong rest? The Packers had the NFC clinch for like several weeks at that point. Aaron Rodgers did play a little bit in week seventeen against the Lions or week eighteen against the Lions, but still like it begs the question, like, does that rest actually do harm to your team because they've just been away from the game for so long or they're rusty versus this 49ers team who had, I know that you love talking about momentum. This 49ers team had plenty of momentum coming off of this huge upset over the Cowboys. Um, so do you think that that played a factor?
1: It's kind of funny you said that. I was about to just say that the 49ers huh.
0: came into this game with a bunch of momentum. Right, That's that's your thing. And I think that I'll just say momentum I think is more of a, reasonable argument in the playoffs than in the regular season because like that's how wild card teams can go on to win it all um the giants and of course uh the buccaneers last year i'd say your argument for the regular season i'm getting a little bit off track here but your argument for the regular season about momentum doesn't really hold up as much i think at the like because you're trying to say you've tried to say in the past that like the order of your schedule matters and that like if you play bad team then you'll get momentum and be, be able to be good teams i'm getting off track anyway Point is, I think the moment you can make an argument for momentum more in the playoffs than in the regular season,
1: 100%. But also, building up like I, I, I know there's not what you're saying, but building up momentum before the playoffs going into the playoffs is very important. Because, yeah, that's
0: true, that's fair.
1: Like the 49ers came in and beat the Cowboys, and I mean, the Cowboys are a pretty solid team, and like we can go into that game, they did underperform,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: but. The 49ers are currently in the NFC Championship game. And if I told you after that Bears game, the 49ers are making the NFC Championship game, you would say no chance. The Bears probably would have been the 49ers if not for letting up a 90-yard screen pass to Debo Samuel, right? Mm-hmm. If not for that play, the Bears would have been the NFC, the team that is competing in the NFC Championship
0: game. Speaking of that, and- we already have beat a team in the AFC Championship. So there's yeah, Matt. the, the Bengals. Bengals Raiders. We had beat both those teams, the, the wildcard matchup, so that was fun for me.
1: Yeah, it was a competition of teams that lost to the Bears.
0: Mm-hmm. So basically, the Bears are better than all the AFC, yes, probably. Um, probably, yeah, yeah. So moving on with my theme, I'm saying, you know, Bengals Titans. If I told you, you could probably sort out in your head what that game would have looked like. 49ers-Packers, you see these themes from in the early on in the season with the special teams, so you could have probably imagined what that game would look like if the 49ers win. Finally, Rams versus Buccaneers. If I told you the Buccaneers win, you know it wouldn't be without a trademark Brady comeback. I mean, it would make more sense if the Buccaneers did win this game and, you know, it's a trademark comeback, but if I'm telling you you got an epic game, where the Rams pull out. Like, of course, there's got to be one of those like bready comebacks. It's not, they're not going to go out easy.
1: You yeah, know? you're 100% right. And just to go back to the Titans, Bengals, I understand it was a messy game. It was a slappy game, but give credit where credit's due to the Bengals. They knew what the Titans were trying to do. You talked about identity. They knew their identity that was running the ball, playoff football, running the ball through Derrick Henry, and they limited him to 3.1 yards per carry, whether that be because he came off the injury and it was still a bit rusty, or because they had a good game plan. But either way, they stopped Derrick Henry. He was really not a big threat. And then you look at what Ryan Tannehill had to do after that, right? He threw three Mm -hmm. interceptions and one touchdown. Really bad statistics, statistics that should not win you playoff games, that don't win you playoff games. Yeah, and
0: giving more credit to the Bengals, let me just say, Jamar Chase is a top-two receiver. If probably top two receiver in terms of how fun they are to watch. And then probably just a top ten receiver in general. But wow, is he just that chemistry is just something gorgeous. That's why I love the Bengals. That's why you've got everyone on this Bengals bandwagon right now. Because there are some routes that it's just impeccable timing. And then Jamar Chase also can catch a a ten-yard pass up the middle of the field and just beat half the defense just with his pure speed. So this guy is just so fun to watch, really.
1: Yeah, and it's just kind of interesting to to think about how on draft they were all, I was not right. fun, but to think, think I would have critiqued them
0: for taking Pene Sewell. Yeah, I love to make those jokes whenever Jamar Chase makes a crazy play. I'm like, you know, they should have taken Pene Sewell. But I mean,
1: to, I mean, obviously I would rather have Jamar Chase, but the Bengals off the line is a problem. If I look at this is, correctly, yeah. Joe Burrow I'm, was sacked nine shirt. times.
0: Yeah. He was sacked nine times, which is tying uh, an NFL postseason record. So jokes aside, the offensive line certainly is a problem. And um, moving into next year already, I still think that the Bengals are on a great run now, but they're going to need some serious roster adjustments to become a um, full fledged powerhouse and sustain the success. But that's, that's getting ahead of ourselves because right now we've just got this great team staying alive. And in the, the I ADC know it's a very
1: ra- random question, but what do you see for the Titans future? When I look at them, I don't see a team that improves so much. I don't see a team that makes any crazy changes. I see a team that stays the same, but also they they seem to have fallen into a sense of they're good enough to make the playoffs, but not good enough to do anything with it.
0: Mm-hmm. You're saying uh, Which, Blazers? I, Bengals? Sorry. No, Titans. Titans. Oh, okay, okay. So what do you do at that
1: point? I understand mediocrity is horrible, but they're not in mediocrity. But not that many people would have picked the Titans to make the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. They're not the sexy pick. They weren't the right pick. So I think the Titans offseason is going to be really interesting because while it might shock people, I, I personally wouldn't be shocked if they completely, not completely, but if they kind of tore apart their team a bit.
0: I think I would say um that's not happening that is not happening. you could say what? that might be the right move but that's just not and maybe maybe it is prove me wrong but I just think it would take a very gutsy general manager because you have to like you have to have complete your owner has to have complete trust in you to take a team that was the number one team in the afc and blow it up even if um, from an expert perspective, if you're saying that's the right move, you can't take Derrick Henry. You can't take all this talent and justify it to an entire fan base, um, even if it is the right move, and justify it. Like fan, I would say the fan perspective does play into it. So, like, I just don't see a GM having the guts to do that.
1: Yeah, and I know I'm going a bit. On, I'm going to the Packers for Nineers game, but I saw something interesting that, mm-hmm. aside for Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, all the other receivers in the game caught um had six yards combined receiving six
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and i clearly these receivers were not not open the whole game these were open receivers right rogers just wasn't hitting them rogers wasn't there was a problem between rogers and between his receivers and yeah I, i i don't know what it's I'm very happy that how do you okay how do you I, feel
0: about all these um you know you've got the sports media guys always making these big claims so to, to what extent do you think it's true about the, the narrative of Rodgers just being a regular season guy and he just really can't put it on in the offseason because I think I don't know just what do you think
1: I think it's very interesting because to be honest skill wise Rodgers is a top five quarterback top three quarterback debatably all time And mm-hmm. I stand by that I think his accolades don't even put him in the top in the top seven, top eight quarterbacks, I, I would say in history.
0: I mean, you're just talking about Super Bowl, but how many MVPs does he have? Three, four, MVPs
1: MVP's fine, but I'm not saying that's a well I mean accolades, so you're just talking
0: about you're just you're just saying rings. MVP is an accolade. Yeah,
1: but also but also playoff success.
0: Right, that's true. Right. I understand I,
1: that. I'm talking about MVP is not a playoff award. MVP is no, only no, proven that he's a regular season player.
0: Exactly. True, 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 true. So
1: he can be as great of a, of a regular season player as possible. But for example, Peyton Manning had the narrative that he was a regular season player and then he won a Super Bowl. He got far again. He won another Super Bowl. The narrative kind of fell apart, but Rogers has been there over and over. And there are so many instances where Rogers has fallen off and he has made bad throws and he has just not looked like himself, whether that be he's playing greater competition or not. Who knows? But I I would disagree with that argument for a player like maybe Josh Allen or even a Lamar Jackson or someone like that because they haven't had enough experience, enough times to be able to definitively say that. But Aaron Rodgers has played in so many playoff games that I think at this point it's fair to say that he he's not – it's hard for him to lead a team to the to the Super Bowl. And I mean – It's very hard to lose a playoff game when your defense puts up 10 points. Your defense lets up six points. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So Rogers found a way.
0: Yeah, let me read you this tweet from Skip Bayless. I just think it's funny um, because it's Skip Bayless and I don't like him at all. Aaron Rodgers threw for 225 tonight, but 75 came on that blown coverage lob to his back, Aaron Jones. He mostly dinks and dunks and looks for quick flips to the NFL's best receiver, Devontae Adams. Overhyped, overrated. Um, I don't know. That was just a fun read for me as a uh, Bears fan. And I, I thought it was kind of a ridiculous hey, tweet. But
1: yeah. I know. I know. that I know. I was talking about how Aaron Rodgers. Is, I, I disagree with that tweet because it doesn't I know, specify. Completely. But, but that's just stupid. Have you ever seen Rodgers play? I know. I know. <laughs>
0: Like, Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers like dunks, that, just makes me roll my eyes. It's like
1: nobody else, yeah. I, nobody else is open if he's if he's he's always I mean, it he is just right master, group.
0: yeah, 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 yes, yes. It's okay, just, um, yes, yes, yes. And we could talk about this for a while. Um,
1: I, I want to ask you, what do you think, will yes, happen sir? With I know we'll get into it soon, but it's <sighs> a, yeah, very that could be a topic for later. Topic. Um, Rod, Rodgers has said that he doesn't want to do pull a Brett Favre he retires and unretires. I think, I think he's staying in the league. I think
0: he's gonna change. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna to go to another team. I think he's okay. gonna to go to another team. I guess. Now the Broncos, what's very that's what's very interesting is
1: Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers offensive coordinator, it's currently the leading the um the leading candidate for um the Broncos head coach. And Devontae Adams has said as well that he would be happy going to Denver.
0: Do you think? Aaron Rodgers would want to be with Nathaniel Hackett again. Does he like him?
1: I mean, how would I know? I'm completely. I, to be honest, I could. He could hate him. He could love him. But I would have yeah. to imagine that the Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett is probably a fine. coach. Wait, is Vic Fangio. Be,
0: Vic Fangio is fired. Yeah. Why the Bears should scoop him up?
1: They should. Half of the reason that, um, half the reason that the Broncos are. Probably going to get Nathaniel Hackett is because that gives him an edge with Rodgers. Clearly, Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett have a rapport good enough to where the Broncos are interested in him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what so, do you think? Knows,
1: but, uh, to be honest, I think he's done.
0: You think he's retiring?
1: I've, yeah, I, I like that's fair. I just on- think.
0: I don't know. I, I, I could be totally wrong. I'll be real. I don't know my stuff, but um, I just sense that Aaron Rodgers totally got something irking him, and he he's got this itch, you know, he's got this itch to settle himself and prove and, and, and walk off into the sunset. And that was what that was his thought. That was his game plan. He got a little cocky. He said, here's my MVP season. It's all coming to fruition. I'm going to post <laughs> this thing about the last dance on my story Um with Michael Jordan, and he was thinking, like, here we go. I'm going to win the Super Bowl, and that's going to be perfect. It's going to be a perfect ending for me. Um, But no, he lost. And I think at the end of the day, he's going to think about it for a long time. And I don't know if we'll be able to come to terms with the fact that with going out like that, that's just but a shameful way to go out. To argue
1: against you, I agree. But Aaron Rodgers has said he doesn't want to leave when he's not a good player anymore.
0: Right, I know, and, but I don't. It depends. So I don't know how he feels. I don't know if, but I mean, have you seen any signs of Aaron Rodgers slowing down? Like,
1: it's not. It's not. It's not a sign of Aaron Rodgers slowing down. It's a sign of Aaron. Obviously, he's gonna get worse and worse. I think as the seasons go on. I don't think he's gonna get better. I I think that he's progressively gonna get a bit worse, skill wise. Because inevitably, that's what happened. Even Tom Brady has probably skill wise gotten worse. I just think he's in a better system with better receivers right now. But yeah, that's getting oh, a bit also. Off topic. Do you think
0: Tom Brady retires? No,
1: Tom Brady is so different than Aaron Rodgers. Okay, you're saying he could retire.
0: People think he could retire, too.
1: A hundred percent. I don't think there's a scenario where Tom Brady doesn't leave on top.
0: So you're saying he's going to win a Super Bowl and retire?
1: I think that Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl is a lot more attainable than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has tried so many times with pretty solid teams. He hasn't been able to do it. And to be honest, if an MVP season is only going to get him to the divisional round, he kind of has to, with a defense that played well, and good offensive weapons, he kind of has to put into perspective that, wow, maybe even going to a different team or yeah. staying on the Packers yeah. isn't going to get me a Super Bowl and all I'm doing is playing extra years and only bringing the reputation that I can't win a Super Bowl higher because to be honest, this is all going to fade away. His reputation of not winning Super Bowl is going to fade away because he won one. It's not Dan Marino who never won one, right? He right. won one. right? And he might not be a player who won as many as he should have, but this narrative is going to slowly fade away. And these he's going to gonna... be
0: a great at the end of the day if he retires.
1: Exactly. And I think he but knows that. But with
0: that said, with that said, there are plenty of quarterbacks who played too long, had some not great seasons at the end, and that didn't affect their reputation either. You know, so you can make the same argument. If no one's going to remember these last, like, it's like, give him two more seasons if It's not great, it's a bad look for the next few years, but he's going to retire as a great, it'll still be a good career for him. And then if he goes to the Broncos and wins, then that's just the perfect ending for Aaron Rodgers. So you're right, but also, he,
1: Aaron, Aaron Rodgers said he doesn't want to like leave on at the bottom. I think that
0: true, so yeah, I don't know. Would you, would you, know.
1: would you, would you rather have the reputation of let's say a Peyton Manning, which is I know it's a bit interesting, but. You go to a team like the Broncos. Well, it's kind of ironic. We're talking about the Broncos. Peyton Manning going to the Broncos. Go to the Broncos, and you get carried by a good defense, good coaching. I think that's a great, great, a
0: great ending for Peyton Manning. Absolutely perfect way for a quarterback to go out because it was clear. It was abs- – I mean, but Aaron Rodgers is not me. Aaron Rodgers is not Peyton Manning, and maybe he wants to be on the top of his own game when he retires. You know? He doesn't want to be dragged to a Super Bowl. He wants to have an MVP season. That's why I'm saying if he had won that Super Bowl, he probably – like. It's a lot clearer in his head that he's going to retire. That's just what I'm thinking. As You're right. Aaron but also, but yeah. Payne Manning's thinking, you know, I am clearly done. You know, he had a bad season. He did not have a good season uh, when the Broncos won that Super Bowl. But they still won a Super Bowl. It's perfect. You retire. Boom.
1: I think um, it's going to be very interesting because there are a lot of different factors, especially the Packers, in their, their and their salary cap, what they're able to do with it, how many contracts they're able to restructure. Right. And then Jordan Love's going to
0: come in. That's going to be crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: That will be crazy. Um, okay, okay. So we've got the Rams-Bills. Rams Bills. Rams Buccaneers. Sorry, Rams Buccaneers. A little tired now. Um What a great game. I love the Rams, yeah. man. I, I really think that the Rams have you know, they have Super Bowl potential. They had it from the start.
1: I mean, look realistically. But they did play the Rams- a messy game. Missing.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yes, they have the- they have the Super Bowl potential roster. It just is a matter if they could put it all together. And honestly, the Bucks were a huge test because if anyone's gonna, you know, beat this Rams team that has all the better talent, it's gonna be Tom Brady who's the guy who is experienced with these playoff scenarios, you know? And then you're looking at the rest and you've got teams who are relatively-I mean, sure you've got the Chiefs, but there's no more Tom Brady's left to face. The point of it is if a team is gonna beat you if you're going to be the, the overly talented team. Okay. Take bucks chiefs last year. Tom Brady beat the arguably, I mean, I guess the bucks were also loaded, but Tom Brady beat this chiefs team because he knows how the playoffs work. You know, that's who Tom Brady is. Tom Brady couldn't yeah. beat the Rams. That's a crazy sign is, is my point. Um, it's just going to be super exciting to see what Matthew Stafford can do. I mean, he's locked in, he is locked in and it's really cool. Um, I would have expected something different. I knew, I would have expected him to be giddy, at, like being a Lions quarterback. I would have expected, basically, I would have expected him to be kind of content making it this far. But I'm really admiring this mindset. You can see, I see in the post game interviews. I mean, of course he's happy, but like he is focused. He has a goal, and he's not gonna like like he doesn't smile that much. I'm gonna be real. He's just he's locked in. He's talking about the next game. He said. There was some win that they just got that they got at some point. He's like, Yeah, it's a good feeling. This might have been in the regular season. He's like, It's a good feeling, but like we still got work to do. And he's like, I don't know, that's like something that a quarterback who's used to winning would say, basically. And this is a yeah. guy who could totally be content making it to the NFC championship for the first time in his career. But no, like he is so, set.
1: So no, I I asked you a question. Matthew Stafford wins the NFC championship game, goes to the Super Bowl, and beats the Bills. I mean the Chiefs or the Bengals, right? Retires right after the game. I've, I've, never, heard Why? Him, I've never heard. Listen, I've, I've not heard any rumors about him retiring, about anything. But he retires on top, right? Uh-huh. What is Matthew Stafford's legacy? He was dragged, he clearly was dragged behind by these horrible oh, Lions teams. legacy, 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 legacy. We've the had Rams. a lot of legacy talk.
0: Or on, I'm gonna be real. We've had a lot of legacy talk this podcast. I don't know, especially because it's kind of weird to talk about Matthew Stafford, but. I can't talk about that right now. I, that's just a—I I don't like that question because that's not going to happen. And I think it'll be cooler to think about Matthew Stafford's legacy, where he'll be considered if he wins like a few more Super Bowls. Where does that put him? I think that's cooler than you know winning one Super Bowl and going out. I think that just puts him in a in a list of other guys. I'm a real.
1: To be but honest, if, I don't see. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I can't imagine the Rams being a type of dynasty. They're they're not so far and beyond, but and above everyone else. That I don't think they're going to win multiple. But let's say Matthew Stafford wins two Super Bowls in the next few years, plays for another six seven years at the Rams, wins two Super Bowls, good success, and then retires like a, a Ben Roethlisberger, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, a- I'll put it this way: I don't think Matthew Stafford is an elite elite quarterback in the league. Um, it is, of course, it's 100% true that the Lions were holding him back, but he still does have his flaws. He still does um, throw some turnovers. He basically just went from the worst possible situation to the best possible situation for him in the trade. Um, so now he's in this place where he can get all of these wins a lot more easily, and he's in a great situation. And Matthew Stafford is exactly what the Rams need. Yeah. They no, don't you're need like anyone better good. than him, and I'm not talking about he's. Of course, he's not some Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill. He's way above that, but he's he's also not Aaron Rodgers, uh, Russell Wilson. I don't know why that came to the mind, but you know what I'm saying. He's still not that level, yeah. but he is great, perfect QB for the Rams. Super, just a super cool team. All right.
1: and they she they wins- were going they
0: are going all in this season
1: he wins two Super Bowls in the next seven years with Terry like Roethlisberger. Does he make the Hall of Fame?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's made a lot of Pro Bowls. Or actually has no, he? Has, no, no, that he was the thing. I forgot. Up. I didn't remember if it was he's made a lot or he hasn't made any. He's made like he has,
1: three. He only made one Pro Bowl in his 12 years in Detroit. Wow.
0: Okay, yeah. Never mind. Never, that's crazy.
1: Wow. Right? So, think about it. You have like a Three or four time Pro Bowler if he if he keeps continuing. Did he make right? the Pro Bowl this year? Yeah, I'm assuming he did. Maybe actually. I'm not sure.
0: I don't I don't know. Oh no, know. Kyler Murray
1: beat Matthew Stafford.
0: Yeah, that that's a good call. That's the right call. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know. Kyler's also a super interesting quarterback. Like I wonder if he'll ever
1: and Tom Brady. Aaron and Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, Tom um, Tom Brady, in Aaron Rodgers. Actually, no, they probably won't play in the game. I bet you Stafford will end up being a pro bowler and like an alternate. But I think it still still goes to show that it's you look at him as one of these players that you would assume with the success, he's a Hall of Famer, but I, I don't yeah, know. I don't him, know. Right? I don't
0: know. I don't know. OK, let's talk. Let's talk some more current football. Bills, Chiefs.
1: What a game. <sighs>
0: What a game. I have to be honest, I didn't see some of the first half, but wow, wow, wow. So, I'll give you some opinions about the game. Chiefs win yes. 42-36, of course. Um, just some takes I've heard, some controversial opinions, whatever. First of all, that this is the real AFC championship. So people were saying this before the game. You know, whoever wins this wins the AFC championship. This is a true test of the two best teams in the AFC. Thoughts on that? I think it's really stupid. <laughs> why do you say that?
1: Very, very stupid. What?
0: Okay, go on. What are they?
1: T- what are they talking about? It just—it doesn't make sense to me. Why? Why? Why do the Bengals not stand a chance in this game? It seems ridiculous. The Bengals beat the Chiefs.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily they don't stand a chance. It's just that. So you're you're saying you think the Bengals are better than the Bills?
1: No, no, no. I'm saying that it's ridiculous to say that whoever won that game is in the Super Bowl.
0: Fine, 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 fine. But is it – okay, okay. But do you think it's more – it's fair to say that those were the two best teams playing each other in the AFC? Because yes. you can have three I, very yeah. – you can yeah, have yeah. three very I, tightly matched teams. Like it's it's 100%. not automatic. I think the Bengals stand a chance, but you can still say this is the true top two teams you're going to say i
1: think i think i think that if buffalo played cincinnati 10 times buffalo would win seven right okay but okay who's who's, yeah. who's to say who's to say that that the one there was only one football game and if that one football game was Bengals, the bingles bills the Bengals that could have been the one out of the three t- t- three times that those win the game
0: yeah i have to also be honest i mean the bills were not that sensational this year they were of course they were, they were good. Um they were great because they won their division, they made the playoffs, they're doing great now and they have Josh Allen as their quarterback, but they had some highs and lows. They yeah. they did. Um what was their what was their record in the end? I can't even see. 12 and 7. Wait, that doesn't um 11 and 10 and 7. Yeah. They were 10 and 7. You know, that's not super super elite, I would say, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um so there's that, and it just—I guess—it kind of got washed over, and just how great they played. And no disrespect to the Bills, I'm just saying—you know—they—you um, have to take that into account also when you're talking about this game. Um, okay, another take. Of course, you've got the overtime rule decision.
1: Yeah.
0: That here's my thoughts on it. NFL fans around the world were crying about this—that two teams going at it. There's like so—I don't remember how many points so many points scored in just the final like two minutes just absolutely bonkers game please go rewatch watch it watch the highlights you've got 17 minute highlights on youtube That's to tell you enough um crazy game and the chiefs win a coin toss and of course they scored because both these offenses are absolutely blazing hot and it was just clear whoever won the coin toss it's just not fair to the defenses who are going to get torched like both these offenses are doing great they should both get a chance to play in the playoffs, and that's what NFL fans agree on. So here's my solution. Generally, in the regular season, the NFL's uh, playoff no, the NFL's overtime rules actually work. They're a good solution. The team that wins the coin toss wins 53% of the time. That is fair. That's fine. The coin toss can give you a little bit of an advantage. Whatever. That's fair. It becomes an issue when you're in these playoff games, and offenses become more elite. Because in that sense, they're going to be able to score more easily. And that shows the issue of having a coin toss for overtime, just like this game. What it The stats show that these overtimes in playoffs are a lot more heavily favored towards the team that wins the coin toss, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the solution, just put 10 minutes on the clock. There you go. I'm saying 10. I mean, I'd rather have 15, but for the sake of the players, 10 minutes or so. And if the Chiefs <laughs> have a ten minute drive and win it, good for them. Like at least that's tipping your hat. But when they score in two minutes and that's the game, that's a lot less on. That's a lot less fair to the Bills.
1: I have a different. I first off, I'm not in love with the overtime rules,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I do understand the argument saying that you don't deserve to win a playoff game if your defense isn't able to stop their offense.
0: You're but also that, also that, also that's way football. Also, let me clarify, like, I, I would want mine to just have different rules for the playoffs. For different overtime season. rules in the playoffs in the regular season, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I I agree with the argument that if your defense isn't able to hold them, even in a game like that, that, I don't know. I if just don't think it's win, fair but,
0: that, um, but, yeah. It's like, if you just imagine two teams, you imagine just completely... If, if I would give you like the extreme, the most extreme version of this scenario, it's that in Madden or whatever, you've got the 99 overall off two 99 overall offenses. And then, you know what? I don't know what the worst possible defense is. It's 63 defense. You know, the offenses are dueling it out the whole game. Excellent game. Tie game. You flip a coin. You know, that offense is going to score. But that's not fair to the other team because their team was also based on offense. So that's just not fair.
1: I completely understand, but also, to it, it's not such an unfair rule because the Bills had like the best defense in the NFL this year. I,
0: it's it's just they're so they're both so blazing hot. It's like it's clear when you see that game. It's like it's clear they're both going to score. You just I don't know. That's it's just better for the fans. I, it's better for everything, and I yeah, I think I, and I, I hope I, that the NFL will change the rule.
1: I think that I, I understand the argument the NFL has that the defense should be good enough to stop them. But I don't see why it's not in the best interest of the NFL. It's just more exciting. Why don't you Why don't you say, okay, first team scores a touchdown, the second team has to score a touchdown. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then anything after right, that's, that.
0: Right, that's, that's the college rules. Then, you could also go with college rules.
1: And then anything after that, um, if they, if the next team scores three points, then that's game over. So it still gives the advantage?
0: That is still pretty rough, though. That's still pretty hard on the on the bills. But yeah, sure, I'm sure. I mean, not, it's better. I, 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 I don't
1: think that's giving you defense two opportunities, right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. I I, like it's that's still better a better solution. The, okay, and what, there's some compromise that has to be reached, but um, that's, that's up to the league to figure yeah, out what's, but,
1: what's yeah. stupid to me is that they argue that like player safety but they add another game right like what's overtime rules for extra five minutes going to affect the game when your ratings are going to skyrocket the nfl's game is going to be talked about a lot more uh-huh. and you're adding another game it's some things don't add up i'm not saying that there's something sketchy i'm just saying some things clearly they yeah they're yeah, just yeah. missing something
0: okay now two more takes for you on this game quickly yes You hear it a lot. Josh Allen is a generational quarterback. This team is great. So, Bills fans have every right to be sad, but they'll be back. he will be back, Bills. How true is that statement? In the NFL, anything can happen. In the AFC, you've got Patrick Mahomes. You've got Lamar Jackson, which, by the way, I'm going to start saying it now so it sounds cool. This Ravens team is going to be good next year. And you've got plenty of other teams who are very capable of making AFC championship games. How confident can you be that the Bills will find success in the future in terms of making AFC championship games and beyond? Is it, is it fair to just say great quarterback will make it, or since the NFL is so unpredictable, should you be more concerned? What do you think?
1: The NFL is really unpredictable, but I'm not going to say the Bills have proven to me that they are a you can reasonably predict what they're gonna do in a season. They're not going to fall off and win five games, right? Unless Allen gets hurt. You know what mm-hmm. they're doing. But you have Herbert, you have Mahomes.
0: Right. You have That's Allen, so much.
1: You have you have players like I'm not going to say anything right now, but players with like Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence who, are, who have unbelievable potential. I'm yep. not going to argue that the Jaguars and Jets are going to be unbelievable, mm-hmm. but there's so many teams that could be so good. You have Aaron Rodgers maybe going to the Denver Broncos, another great team. There's so many. Exactly. Matt that's, Jones, that's Matt Jones point. of the Patriots. Joe Burrow. Saying they'll be back and they'll be playing the Chiefs again, fair statement. Saying they'll be back and they'll make it to a Super Bowl, I don't know if that can be said.
0: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm okay my final little quip for you on this game here's my take mitchell trubisky in a bills uniform and josh allen in a bears uniform have similar outputs to what it is now my point is mitchell trubisky and josh allen were very similar prospects coming out of college i think josh allen was a super raw prospect and the bill and that was showing in his first few years The Bills developed him beautifully, whereas, I mean, Trubisky was a bit less law, a bit less raw of a prospect, which is why he got drafted earlier. But I think that the Bears coaching staff is still to blame for why he didn't end up reaching any potential. Um, I know I would say that if Josh Allen were on the Bears, he would probably never, no, he wouldn't be this MVP or elite caliber quarterback and probably would have looked like the Josh Allen of his first few seasons. And I strongly believe that if Mitchell Trubisky had been on the Bills all along, he could become a Josh Allen-type quarterback, at least. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I love Mitchell Trubisky, not because I think he's some unbelievable player, but because when you see some player have so many ups and downs, you become emotionally attached to this player. But that being said, I very much disagree with that claim. The Bears coaching staff and the Bills coaching staff have a a big difference. But there's to no extent, I don't think that if you even put Mitch Trubisky on the Patriots, he would be as good as he, he is. He was a good quarterback with good talent, but there are some plays that you look at and you say that has nothing to do with coaching staff. He is missing wide open receivers. He is throwing it too far. He is throwing it too low. Some of these stuff is not coaching. I don't know. I, stuff. I mean, I
0: just have to look at Josh Allen's first few years to see that. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Like
1: I know this is a really, really random example. There was one play, Bears Chargers, where he had two players going on on double moves. One of them was double covered, and one of them was wide open. He threw it to the double covered receiver, right? That's not a coaching mistake.
0: The receiver yeah, wouldn't yeah. be running. The receiver. I don't know be how he got picked so high, field. man. It was just he was a bust. He was a bus And random question. What do you think counts as a bigger bus Kevin White or Mitchell Trubisky? This is Kevin a very White. interesting question. Well Kevin
1: White, 100 percent
0: Okay. Fine. To be honest, starting technical terms, very true. But if you're talking about costly, you know, um devastating to an organization, Mitchell Trubisky.
1: I don't I know this might mean, sound crazy. It was, I'm not yeah. going to use the label. I don't think the label bust is even fair to use You Trubisky.
0: That's you don't fair. call. Marcus, I understand that. You, I understand that. Don't, I think it's a – sorry, what?
1: You don't call Marcus Mariota a bust. You don't call all these players and that players a bust. These are players that are average players that are below average starting quarterbacks. But at this current moment, there are a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL and a lot of young quarterbacks who teams would rather have their young quarterbacks play than Mitchell Trubisky play.
0: Do you think Mitchell Trubisky will start ever again in the NFL?
1: Like start when come in because of an injury or
0: something. Play more than than half a season in the NFL ever again. I think so. What about a full season? Will he start a season in the NFL again?
1: Either way, I'm
0: just so happy for him now. The Bills is the best place for him, truly, with that coaching staff. And just a loving, welcoming place. I'm happy for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun so, place to be. <laughs> yeah. Wishing the best. Yeah. Mitch, I hope you can come on this podcast and we'll discuss how you'd be treated better by the Bills. <laughs> and Orrin can say to you, Mr. Trubisky, that you were never good. <laughs> I was
1: I was never good?
0: No, I was saying you, you would have to admit to Mr. Trubisky that you oh. said that he wasn't good. <laughs> anyway. Wow, NFL playoffs. Okay, okay. Give me your picks, Orn. Give me your picks for the Super Bowl. We'll do this quickly for now. Bengals versus the Chiefs. Give me a game rundown. Go.
1: I think the Chiefs are going to win. Surprise, surprise, even though I was talking about how the Bengals are good. I think the Bengals are a solid team, but the Bengals are going to come out hot. The Chiefs are going to get really, really hot towards the end, and I don't think the Bengals have a Bills offense. I think that the Chiefs end up winning by a lot more than the score shows. The Chiefs could end up winning by 10, 10, 14, or even 21. A crazy number, but I think it'll be a competitive game until the fourth quarter.
0: I can agree with that. I agree with pretty much all you said. Um, Bengals will put up points. They will come running on fumes early, but that'll eventually die out. The Chiefs are a team that's been there before. They might start off slow. I don't know. But they've been here before. They know how to sustain an incredible offense. And they're going to get it done in hopefully an epic duel. Um, love to see the Bengals win. I'm just going to say, I don't know why people hate the Chiefs. I mean, I can see, but I just think that's an annoying thing of a fan to do, to be honest. I like the Chiefs. I do. I don't love the Chiefs. I'm not like a fan. But I just... I like their team. They're a fun team. Patrick Mahomes is a good guy. Um, Travis Kelsey, they're fun. Andy Reid. You know what? If I have to see Patrick Mahomes make crazy passes to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey throwing bombs, kicking a field goal with 13 seconds left for the next 10 years, if I have to see that dynasty, you know what? I'm not going to be complaining. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with seeing some of the most entertaining football ever for the next 10 years of my life.
1: It's, it's better than the Patriots dynasty exactly that's my point I don't glory. think
0: I don't think dynasties are inherently bad <laughs> they just get bad when it's the Patriots when it's teams who are boring but find a way to win and that's when I realized after Tom Brady left that it's the Patriots that I despise more than Tom Brady that their offensive system is just boring it's just bland and it it infuriates you as a fan because you want to see exciting football and instead you're seeing the same team win with and dunks over the middle that just work they work you have to tip your hat but it's not fun versus the chiefs i mean this is just so fun maybe you, you are, maybe i'll get tired of it but
1: you're you're right but i think inevitably all of us are going to get tired of it just right. because
0: that's fair that's fair but at the end of the day like it's it's more it's than good stuff
1: More than anything, the NFL is about storylines. People talk about, like, the NFL game is so fun and interesting to watch, and I love watching football. But a huge part, maybe the biggest part of football, is the storylines that go into the game. If I'm watching a game not knowing anything about the players, I don't think I would like football, to be honest. I don't. It's a fun game to watch, but it's meaningless to me. The storylines, what the players do, all these things build up, and make the game fun. And I would way rather hear of Josh Allen having this miraculous run than of Patrick Mahomes winning his seventh Super Bowl, right? Same thing that goes with the Patriots. Same thing that goes to Tom Brady. All right. Yeah. Rams, 49ers, who you got?
0: Give me the Rams. Give me the Rams. I know your 49ers have got momentum, but... To be fair, I haven't watched a lot of 49ers football in these playoffs. I didn't see unfortunately I didn't see enough of either of their games. But I'm just still not sold on them. I'm still not sold on them. And I see this Rams team and they have a Super Bowl potential in elite defense and in elite offense. And I just think I just think on paper the Rams have everything better than the 49ers. They both just upset two of the greatest quarterbacks ever both teams but when i'm just thinking about the matchups of this team i of these teams i just don't really see any sect or any part that the uh that the that the 49ers are better at i mean you're looking at offense clearly the rams are dominating there from quarterback to uh running backs to weapons um then you go to defense they both have elite defenses The Rams, you could make a very good argument that they have a better defense. And then finally, you say, okay, well, you know, one team's got the better roster, but the 49ers are just better coached. No, they're not. I mean, those are two of the best coaches in the NFL. It's even, if not Sean McVay being a better coach. So, I mean, I'm going with the Rams. I'm going to go with the 49ers, not
1: because of momentum, but because time and time again, Kyle Shanahan has proved to figure out Sean McVay and everything he has. They figured him out. Nothing, nothing more to say. Like the Bears figured out Sean McVay in 2019. Cal Shanahan has consistently, consistently beaten the Rams. He is 6-0 in the past three years. Since he has had been successful, he has been 3-0 against the Rams. Good Rams teams, not bad Rams teams. He has beaten... Good, good teams. And I think it's, it just, they've figured out how to beat them.
0: Yeah, that's a good, that's a good stat. That is a good thing to bring in. That's the one thing the 49ers have got, I guess. Um, that's, uh, either I don't know, way, I'm, if the Chiefs win, if the Chiefs win the AFC, we're either getting a rematch of the best game ever, except this time with Matthew Stafford instead of Jared Goff, or we're getting a Super Bowl rematch. So that is very, very exciting. And if the yep. Bengals win, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Like, come on now. So very yeah, exciting. The, what is your ideal talking- Super, Super Bowl matchup, Orton? Ideal. Ideal, just for the as, as honestly.
1: A fan. I think Bengals
0: Rams. Bengals Rams. Why not? Why not? Uh, Rams Chiefs. I don't want to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Fine, fine. So you're already you're already fatigued, I guess. I love that I entertainment. I love that entertainment. I have to be real. I would. Because Bengals Chiefs always has the potential that the Rams... Sorry, not Bengals Chiefs. Bengals Rams always has the potential that the Rams just shut down Joe Burrow. And then, you know. But Rams Chiefs... Wow. That would be something else.
1: All right. Let's talk about the Bears for a second.
0: Yep. Let's talk about the Bears. The
1: Bears. Okay. All right. The Bears just signed Ryan Poles. As your new general manager, what do you think? Feelings, emotions, happiness, I have to be sadness. Real.
0: Haven't done, haven't done too much research, but I'm very happy. I'm very satisfied with the hiring. Has good background checked, um, well liked. I'm curious to see who we'll get for the head coach now, but I, it's looking good. Yeah. Looking good.
1: Yeah, and um, you—it's really hard to predict general managers because who knows how much she each general manager really has how much effect they really have on their prior organization. Mm-hmm. Like, the general manager is obviously calling the final shots, but how much is he influencing their decisions, right? right. How much did he influence yeah. drafting on Mahomes, of Hill, of Chris Jones, of these integral pieces to their team, to a mm-hmm. consistent Super Bowl contending team, right? So, yes. Yes. He has that and I like it. What I do also like is that the Bears give them their candidates. Mm-hmm.
0: But the Bears.
1: I mean, the Bears like, are giving him like who they want as head coach.
0: Mm-hmm. The Bears they're are like, giving who? Uh, Brian Poles?
1: Yeah, they're like, here are some people that we like, but we, you're making the final decision. decision. I like also, that. Few very interesting tidbits. Mm-hmm. A the Bears called Sean Payton about trading about trading for him, but Sean Payton said he doesn't want to coach the Bears.
0: Okay, well. Another okay. thing: the
1: Bears, the Bears, and Jim Harbaugh were actually talking about coaching. They were in real discussions, but Jim Harbaugh said he wants a ten a ten year one hundred million dollar contract, and Chief McCaskey said no, which it kind of makes sense because like
0: I don't, you don't want a ten year hundred million dollar contract either. I yeah. just think you could always fire him.
1: Yeah, but like, that's so. It seems like a bunch. What's
0: his deal with these ten-year contracts?
1: I don't know. Honestly, I think the the coach I want most is Dan Quinn.
0: Ah, uh, really, wasn't? I, where was he a coach? This year, Cowboys
1: defensive coordinator.
0: No, where did he get fired? Like the Falcons. Yeah. And he wasn't because he wasn't great because it was Kyle Shanahan who carried them. I don't he know. Had a how good I, defense. Right. but Any, You want him as a coach? You don't want him as a DC. I don't trust him as a coach to be honest. I, I think I trust him. Why? I mean, what did they do once Kyle Shanahan left? It's not what you don't understand is being a coach
1: is not about how your offense or defense does, it's how much you put the team together. A lot of coaches don't call defensive don't call something defensively. He was able to lead a team to a Super Bowl and a few playoff appearances.
0: Right? He was So He was So few- you you think you want him because he led the team to the Super Bowl? I mean, my problem I, is my problem is it's this conflict of historic Bears coaches, bear like just defensive oriented, and then Justin Fields. I like I want the right guy for Justin Fields, and I don't know what that is. And the other problem is when you when you think in that category, it's someone Nagy ass Nagy esque, but obviously you want to go away from that. Um, you know, if anything, it's like Matt Nagy would seem to be the guy for Justin Fields. Yeah, but you want to. You wanna you wanna stray away from that, so it's just a weird conflict. It's like we're probably gonna end up hiring a more defensive coach, and then what is that? What does that do for Justin Fields?
1: Yeah, and what I think why I also really like Quinn is I think he has great experience. Is Bill Lazor staying? I, I doubt it. Um, the the good thing about him is he was a coach for the Legion. He was a defensive coordinator for the Legion of Boom, right? He was a mm-hmm. good defensive coordinator. He's proven he's a great defensive coordinator. He's taken a Cowboys defense that, to be honest, I don't think has the talent to be a top. True defense. They have a lot of talents, but they were horrible last year. He converted them from one of the worst to one of the best defenses in one year. That is true. He clearly knows how to do stuff with the defense. And to be fair, those Falcons teams are not crazy talented teams. They have Matt Ryan, who is an above average quarterback, Julio Jones.
0: But why don't you give more credit to Kyle Shanahan? I just don't understand it.
1: No, so no. He did great, but people also don't realize that A, the head coach is that's a part of head coach's job. Kyle Shanahan is not the only reason that they were doing good. They also had a very good defense. Of course
0: not. But I'm just saying they did have a good defense. So I'm saying he is a defensive minded coach. That's fine. But I just think that without a brilliant offensive mind like Kyle Shanahan, it's not going to be successful as a team unit. I think he's a great defensive coordinator. I just don't think he's successful as a coach. And he was held up by Kyle Shanahan's brilliance as an offensive mind.
1: I think he might have been held up to a Super Bowl by the, by the brilliance of Kyle Shanahan's offensive mind. But to be said, the, the, I don't think that Falcons team was ever good enough to be in a Super Bowl. On paper, skill-wise.
0: Okay, I give more credit. I, I understand. But I give more credit he, to Shanahan than you do. Fine, I say. think
1: Shanahan had a lot to do with it. But I think that Dan Quinn, even in his bad years, his years that weren't great with the Falcons, he was still taking a below-average Falcons team. and Wait, So would you rather have Dan
0: Quinn or Brian Flores?
1: I think Quinn, just for the sole fact, that also he's going to bring a really good staff with him. He has a lot of connections. He's re- There's been a lot of reports that he's like going to bring a crazy staff with him. He's going to bring whoever he wants. Everybody wants to be on his staff. That's the report that's going around. He has great offensive coordinators, great defensive coordinators, great positional coaches that he was going to bring with him. Mm-hmm. That's why, that's why he's also very enticing because I think he will be able to bring.
0: Do you think we're going to get hit, Dan Quinn?
1: I think we could also be as Quinn and Poles have a good relationship. I don't know from what or where, but they do because <laughs> Quinn has I, all
0: these I, Quinn has all these connections. So, but the front runner is still Iberflus, Yeah.
1: I think he is, but
0: I Wasn't like Iberflus, the front runner before he got announced. I don't remember. Uh-huh.
1: I mean, there's no real offensive coordinator, offensive coach that's striking me as someone who I think is going to be really good. The only that's offensive true. coach, uh, The Bills A- guy. Brian Dable. I do like him, but the Bears don't even seem to be considering him.
0: Yeah. Like they're, they're how about they're fine the enemy?
1: <laughs> no.
0: I know. It's just like... Oh, how about... What no. about the Packers guy? I mean, that'd be crazy. Daniel Hackett? But, yeah, Daniel Hackett. May- maybe, but I mean... It's not it's not real, it's not gonna happen it's, though, so it doesn't really
1: matter. It's not a sexy, it's not it's not a sexy hire, you know what I mean?
0: That's true, that's true. Um
1: like like Jim Caldwell is such a not sexy hire, but I mean I wouldn't be so upset
0: with it. Jim Caldwell I'm blinking on he was a fine coach. Oh, that is yeah, that is that is an unsexy hire. <laughs> Very not sexy hire, but
1: I mean she took the Lions to a playoff. She was offensive coordinator. That's the, the problem.
0: Court. It's like I'm just I look at every hire from the focus of Justin Fields.
1: The Bears, the Bears are not going to come out of this with a Sean McVay with a Kyle Shanahan. I know that's true. Likely,
0: that's true. That's true.
1: I know this. I know I'm over exaggerating. The Bears are a lot more likely. I to just come wish out we got a
0: Brandon Staley. Why couldn't we just get Brandon Staley, man?
1: I'm I'm Brandon a lot. So I think great. the Bears are, are a lot more likely to come out of this with a. Bill Belichick, Sean Payton, type of coach, then a then a um, John Harbaugh, not John Harbaugh, um, Sean McVay, um, obviously not to their calibers. I don't right, 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 exactly. Be, unbelievable, but the type of old, more defensive minded, more defensive oriented coaches, which is, I mean, it's not a bad thing. Right, Bill Belichick is unbelievable. Sean Payton's unbelievable, but neither of them are sexy. They're not. Yeah. Right.
0: Okay. So, yeah, yeah.
1: But I do like Quinn because I think he possesses the ability to bring in the best people. Also, if they do bring in Jim Caldwell, I would kind of like them to keep um, Sean Desai. I think he was pretty solid. The Bears lacked. I a agree. Lot I like Sean Desai on defense. A lot on defense, right? What did they really have? They had Robert Quinn and um, Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith, and Jalen Johnson. That's it. Everything else was. Average at best. It's mostly below average. They had no cornerback, too. They had Alec Ogletree starting at their uh, uh, inside linebacker. Hey, do not
0: disrespect Alec Ogletree. He was good. He was pretty good. You know who's the most underrated player on the Bears? Well, there's plenty of them. You know the number one most underrated player in Travis, the NFL. Travis Gibson. Gibson. Let's give him some respect right now. Right now. And then we can end the podcast. You know, we'll just end it with this because, God damn, Travis Gibson. mm Two forced fumbles in the game against the Giants, giving us that Thor celebration where he does the Thor's hammer. Oh my god, Travis Gibson. Wow, Use he is fifth, a goose great tied, tied for fifth, tied, fifth, fifth in forced fumbles. You know, we knew we saw the stardom in him from the interview. Wishing him all the success, really. Travis, if you're listening, I know, I know you are. <laughs> Wishing you a lot of success. I mean, name the Bears most improved player. This is just so cool to have. I mean, we interviewed this guy and he's taking off. I can't wait to see him in the Pro Bowl. In just a few years, for real though. I mean, yeah, he could and I think easily I, end up I being think, the Bears' like number one linebacker in a few years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really like this I, defense. I really like his potential. I really, really, really would like if the Bears get Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, and they have Travis Gibson as the three. I know it sounds a bit ridiculous, but. Kind of no, like I Packers. mean, it's
0: great because it's that's true. also like he's unguarded. And when you have a guy that dangerous, like that is dangerous. If Travis Gibson becomes a real weapon and he's going to be flying off the edge unguarded all, all the time because you have to deal with Quinn and Mac too. That is just yeah, scary. But, but,
1: all, but also you get a fresh Travis Gibson and you get a fresh Robert Quinn and a fresh Khalil Mac. Having three of those players fresh is unbelievable, right? That is true. Who the hell? But also they are getting old. Mac
0: and Mac and uh, Quinn are getting Mac and Quinn are getting older. So I don't know about yes.
1: But who in I mean fresh like per play? Yeah. Who in the world is going to stop a fresh Khalil Mac and a fresh Robert Quinn? Nobody can. Mm -hmm. Nobody can. You put Travis Gibson in on first and second down. You have Khalil Mac and Robert Quinn coming on third situational
0: yeah okay that 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 should about do our podcast what a a great podcast
1: yep bear down and hopefully the next time we talk we'll have the best head coach in the nfl
0: yes sir okay bear down
1: bear down